This is Leafs Late. Hi, this is Mike Ross, public address announcer for your Toronto Maple Leafs, and this is the Leafs Late Night Podcast, your post-game destination. And now, your starting lineup, Roscoe, the Fanalist, Southey, Beaner, and Darty Brodeur on the Leafs Late Night Podcast. Get out of here. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, my God. Welcome to Leafs Late Night. That was the one and only Mike Ross of the Scotiabank Arena, your Toronto Maple Leafs in-arena announcer, bringing you your Leafs Late Night team. How cool is that? Thank you, Beaner, for hooking that up. Oh, my God. We are live once again on YouTube. The Leafs won. I'm back. I got to watch the whole thing. I wasn't working. I'm in a great mood, you guys. This is awesome. <laughs> How are y'all feeling? So good. good. Oh, too good. Okay, I'm... Take, take it over for a sec while I share this uh, <laughs> this video to our Discord and Twitter and everything. If you are not already in our Discord, hop on into that because uh, you can follow along. We live chat during every game. And uh, you get all the links to things first. And we just have lots of fun. There's like 50 people in there now. It's been great. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, take it over. Yeah. Beaner, thank you so much for that Mike Ross recording. I'm so glad you were on top of it uh, before the rest of the the gang, uh, before it came cool to get the, <laughs> the the script. You know, now there's a draw. Um, it's so popular. Everyone's requesting these uh, scripts for every game. So right on Beaner for knowing all about that. Yeah. For those and, who don't uh, know. Um, sorry, Johnny. <clears throat> no, go ahead. Uh, Mike Ross, the PA announcer for the Leafs, he every game he'll basically give out the score sheet and the starting lineups. And all he asks is that you do a donation to the MLSE fund and you can have it. So I was actually lucky enough to get the <laughs> score sheet from Matthew's game that my dad and I were at when he got his 60th goal. And I met Mike that night and talked to him a little bit and asked him if he'd mind doing a, a little sound clip for our podcast and there you have it so cool and the rest is history and that is now going to be our intro through the rest of the playoffs here and through the summer at least because that is too cool yeah oh my god i'm so happy with it uh so i missed a couple games obviously because i was working so thank you guys for filling in for me while i was gone those episodes were our most played ever we like just fantastic we had double what we usually get on uh, on any episode i mean it helps that it's playoffs and leaves were winning um so thanks guys great job on all those episodes yeah we missed you we missed you guys though no problem at all definitely missed. I'm, man the things that i wanted to talk about like jared spurgeon trying to purposely break pavel buchnevich i think it was as uh angles yeah. and <laughs> yep. you got a five thousand dollar fine for it Did you, i don't know if you guys talked about that that's absolutely crazy um and the other thing that I have to touch on, because it happened uh, since I was last on here, um, I got in a little bit of a beef on Twitter, eh? I saw. So <laughs> I didn't think that um, I, anyone else had ever coined the term power kill before because I'm not subscribed <laughs> to um, The Athletic, which is a uh, paid subscription for anybody who's not familiar with it. I hadn't heard it before. Apparently they coined it back in 2019 for the Columbus Blue Jackets. But again, I don't pay to read Columbus Blue Jackets penalty kill articles. Thanks, 
for that trip there, Bean. Um, <laughs> so they were quick to kind of jump on the fact that I was looking for credit for this and were like, how it's kind of absurd that some random podcast thinks that they came up with this when we did. Um, so I just wanted to, uh, I guess, give them credit where credit is due. I did not come up with the term power kill. I just think I revived it. How about that? Um, you created the meme. But I did. And thanks, guys, for tripling our usual Twitter impressions for that day. I appreciate any exposure is good <laughs> exposure. That's right. And I just want to close it off with a little stat here, uh, courtesy of Sethi. Um in 2021, the Athletic lost $55 million on about $65 million in revenue. So, Ooh. I mean, I know we don't make money yet, but we don't lose that much. Jesus. <laughs> I, so, so, to answer their question and accusation, nobody is reading or paying to read Columbus Blue Jackets penalty kill articles, apparently. <laughs> so, I, I will say, I believe I'm the only one on the podcast that does subscribe to them. Yes. Now... <laughs> I definitely do not do it for Columbus Blue Jackets penalty kill articles. And if you read through the article, which I'm probably the first person to do it since it was released in, what was it, late 2019? 2019. 2019, sorry. Um, they don't even really say it all that often. And it's more so talking about an article from another website, not even from them. Now, a after that, yes, they go and use it a little more often, but it, it definitely hasn't become a common term until very very recently yeah until we added it into our vocabulary on a regular basis guys okay leafs late night this year has been using the power kill term way more than any other podcast or network or whatever out there i haven't heard it on literally anywhere anywhere and every time we post this on twitter everyone's laughing their ass off they love the meme it's like news to them as well so well let's just end that there you know power kill whatever it is tonight the leafs bounced back baby in game five after being down two nothing sorry guys i'm so oh, fucking hyped like this i know man i screamed i think this was the first time that i definitely made my significant other uncomfortable <laughs> while they were sitting beside me watching a game because it wasn't like a it wasn't like a yeah it was like a yes <laughs> like the aggressive like i'm so happy i think my my neighbors might have been freaked out so um, and my... just hello to sky blue who is watching us from our youtube live hello hey nice hello sky <laughs> um my, my wife won't even really watch most playoff games with me anymore because i I also get a little heated during them. Not not like angry or anything like that, but I, I get tense and she has sometimes wondered if I'm going to have a heart attack or a stroke. <laughs> so I, I can completely concur with that. And my cat, this being his first chance at playoff hockey, is not happy with me right now. Oh, <laughs> pumpkin. Oh, yeah. I scared, uh, I scared my girlfriend's cat too. Whoops. Well, uh, just want to just add to that. that point though. For me, I'm super crazy. I literally had to buy my girlfriend Bluetooth, um, like, wh what is it? Those sleeping noise canceling sleeping mask noise canceling headphones. No, oh, the mask. it's a yeah. sleeping mask with Bluetooth in it, so she does she can't hear me from the other side of the house because I'm screaming so loud, Amazing. so she needs it in her ears. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm so huh. red. I'm still pumped. Like this, this, 
game. We were on every single position on this roller coaster ride. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this was every emotion. I started like when it was two nothing. I was going through all the motions in my head of like, okay, this is it. Like maybe they didn't have it. You know who's who's going in the off season. Like I went through everything in a matter of like two minutes. Oh, it was <laughs> yeah. so bad. And then ten minutes in, they just flipped a switch. And went, okay, it took a whole game and 10 minutes to learn from our mistakes. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. And no team in this series have come back after a lead, right? And tonight was the night to change that narrative in this series. And, you know, Leafs with the home ice advantage, the last change. We have to capitalize on every single dumb mistake Tampa's doing and use everything else in our favor. And tonight, you know, the first period garbage for the Leafs I hate to say it but oh it was the shots 20 to 6 or something like it it was uh before they turned it on it was bad 14 to 4 to end the first period but wow like last game Tampa scored on the first shot so we were really looking for that first goal for the Leafs to start it off because this whole series too the first team to score ends up winning but tonight um Different story, and let's just 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 jump right into it. You know, the Leafs kept the same lineup, just a little bit of switcheroo going around. Same with Tampa, same lineup, but they switched uh, Point and I believe Palat from the first and second line uh, positions. And then, yeah, Toronto. But before we get too far into it, yeah. I. I, I'm normally fairly vocal of being probably the one on the podcast who dislikes Justin Hall the most. I was and... going to say the same. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear and it. I, I, okay. I, I don't, I, I, can, I think it's safe to say that I despise Steve Simmons more. And as I was going to say, should we back it up to Steve Simmons? But you're way ahead of me. Yes. You, you're and as, you're as, reading my mind right now. Me too. <laughs> as much as I criticize hall all the time that is not the place to do it um no you gotta kind of like the way that was asked and everything good on sheldon Keefe for keeping uh you know a stoic face and stance yeah and that whole thing just for anybody who missed this he was asked why did you play your worst defender uh in that game and he said who's our worst defender he's like hall and Keefe's response was well that's your opinion yeah so and that was uh, it after that, there was no way in hell Justin Hall wasn't playing tonight. And of course. yet, yes, I did tweet a, a little sarcastic remark over the fact that one of the justifications for having him in the lineup is because he's he's supposedly fairly decent on the penalty kill. And mm-hmm. he <laughs> made a gaffe on the penalty kill that resulted in a goal. But aside yep. from that, five on it five. It was the only goal he was on against yep. for Five, five on five, he was better tonight. So yet again, I, I, I'll continue to eat crow every single game if he can play well. Because there was a point where him and Jake Muzzin were our best defensive pair. What was it, two years ago? Yeah, so yeah. It, a year and a half. If, if they can get back to that, I will be more than happy. But uh, he's got a long way to go before I completely, completely let him off the hook. Yeah, I think his ability on the penalty kill gets a little overlooked because... I mean, we were talking about it, the power kill. We've been expecting offensive chances every time the Leafs are shorthanded. 
but I think Hall's been very good defensively on the penalty kill, so it kind of goes overlooked because he's not necessarily creating chances for the offense, but he's clearing everything and and managing the space well. And I think he did a great job of that tonight. He, uh, right at the end of the game there, was uh, able to clear the puck out when it was six on five. So just great defensive playing from him. And that's, like you said, it's nice to see getting back to form. Muzzin has been back to form. Oh my God, the guy's scoring more than he did all season. <laughs> and taking so many shots. Like, I thought he could have got another one tonight. I think this just goes back to that whole um, narrative of... It's pronounced Hall. Hall, yeah. Hall, <laughs> Hall, whatever. <laughs> Justin, okay, <laughs> but it goes back to that whole mindset of, you know, it, it's not on one person. If someone screws up, it's on the whole team, especially in the playoffs. And we saw that tonight in the first period. It wasn't just because Justin Hall did whatever, whatever. The first period, everyone, in my opinion, was behind at least half of a step. They There was too much gap in between the man that they were supposed to have. Uh, everyone was just super like slow and not on it, not aggressive. And that led to the first couple of goals, just, just stupid, stupid plays. It wasn't like our regular Leafs plays, but in the second and the third, just completely switcheroo. And it, you couldn't pinpoint anyone because everyone just pulled up their socks at that point. Yeah. It was about that TV timeout mark about the 10 minutes into the first period where it was like, okay, Let's start to regroup here. And they kind of were like, they were still getting outshot like crazy and Tampa was managing to block a lot of shots. So I think the four shots on goal is a little, uh, I don't know how many shot attempts they had in the first, but I, I know it's more than four or five. So I, I think they started to get the offense going, but yeah, the second and third, it was just absolutely all the Leafs playing their game. Tampa could not get anything going. Oh, so fun to watch. Oh, my hands were sweating. Those were crazy. <laughs> Hey, David Garvin in the uh, chat there. Heart rate back to normal. Good to hear. Mine is not yet. <laughs> oh. But yeah, it was just one of those, you know, even the the Brody penalty on Paul, uh, too much space in between him. You know, if he was a, a step ahead, he wouldn't have put the sticks in, stick in his hands. And unfortunately, that led to the Hedman goal uh, 20, 21 seconds into the power play. And at that point, we saw Hall unable to get the puck off the boards and Easy play. Kucherov sends it to Hedman. High point, one-timer in. Like, no one was on Hedman. No one really tried to get the puck off the board. And then 52 seconds later, well, that that goal happened 52 seconds later. And at that point, you're down 2 nothing, and we're like, oh. But, yeah. I'm so glad about mm. that uh, TV timeout in Spezza. Campbell, that little interaction. Yeah, that was so nice. Uh, Callie Cartel in the chat here on YouTube, uh, apparently Cooper was calling the four on four goal special teams because he's being a sore loser. <laughs> it's like, no, it's even strength, bro. Sorry. Just because there's more space and our team is better when there's more space on the ice. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into the second period. Cause I mean, that, that pretty much wraps up the first. It was, uh, mostly in Tampa's favor until the Leafs were able to start to regroup. Uh, sorry, I'm just re-pulling up because I was looking at Athletics' $55 million deficit. I'm just going to throw that out there again. Whoopsie! Seven penalties in the first period. You just knew at the end that things were lopsided. You know, 
um, Nylander taking that horrible holding call as well. Just something you cannot do in this type of series because it seems like everything under the sun's getting called except for murders on the ice. So, um, yeah, yeah. Leafs, they said 118 penalty minutes in the series, and that's before most of them in this game. Are you joking? That's that's like I don't even I don't even know. That's way too many. I mean, Tampa's taken over 102 going into this game, but like this series has not been called like a typical playoff series. I don't think either team was expecting this. No, and I'm okay with them calling the rules because that's what everybody's been preaching for for years. If it's a penalty in October, it's a penalty in April, May, June, whenever you're wherever you are in the playoffs. But what I what annoys me the most is the stuff like the call on Giordano, the call on Nylander. Like, really, the call on Nylander, that's not a penalty. The call on Giordano is that definitely not a penalty. Like, this guy was falling already, and Nylander, yeah. or uh, Gio just had his stick in both hands, touching his back. Oh, it's cross checking. Okay, how was that? How was. And then the, the hit on, on bunting, bunting isn't yep. interference. <laughs> and then there was another, and like 45 seconds before that, if that, there was another interference. There were so many missed interference calls on Tampa. It was crazy. Guys, apparently the softest team in the league, aka the Leafs, just like everyone says. Yeah, we lead with the most penalties in this playoff series. But just to put it into Whoops. perspective, we before tonight, there was 41 combined combined power play opportunities between both teams in the pens and new york rangers series there has been 21 combined so it's just beyond right we watch the game and just screaming out of frustration and you know tonight there was a couple penalties of course you have to call that all day long but just like you guys said the geo penalty come on guys like <laughs> okay i have i kind of hinted at this conspiracy on Twitter, but Tampa took too, too many men on the ice penalties this game. Um, I'm not saying this was, both of them are on purpose, but last year in the playoffs against the Islanders, they famously scored a goal when they had seven players on the ice and it didn't get called. I think they just <laughs> are trying to push it every now and then and be like, eh, whatever. Yeah. If it gets called, it gets called. But if we score, there were six guys on the ice, there were five, I don't know, who's counting? Yeah. And even when uh, we would go on the power play, even just like last game, it wouldn't stick. Uh, at the end of the first period, Marner gets called like six seconds into Toronto's power play. And oh, that was <laughs> it's so frustrating, right? And, you know, good on Spezza, like I said, calming down Campbell saying, hey, there's so much time left. Like, don't get in your head. And I have to applaud the Scotiabank Arena tonight for staying loud because oh. John Cooper said coming into tonight that he wants to pretty much manipulate the crowd, quiet the crowd, and get the Leafs nervous because we know when it's a quiet barn, it's not good for the buds. <laughs> so I'm glad my they favorite loud. was when. When Matthews just absolutely obliterated Sergachev and everybody just starts chanting MVP while he's like basically out on the ice, unable to stand up because he got hit so hard. And I was MVP, MVP. Matthews, Matthews had so many hits tonight. Oh, full on yeah. beast mode tonight. Full on beast mode. Oh, man. Beast. And, and, so, and seven hits. Sorry. Yeah, so sorry, I'm it. just rambling here because we're all so excited and in such a good mood. I know. Like that is that that is what we talked about. What 
we needed from these guys, right? If you're not doing it, because that when he started hitting, he wasn't doing it on the score sheet yet because he just couldn't catch a break. When you're not doing it on the score sheet, you got to find a way to get engaged and you got to find a way to keep the momentum going, keep your team into it. Hit, take away, block, whatever it is. And he was definitely doing that tonight. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, he was really showing that he has improved all across the ice. He's not going down easy. He is not losing. This is, <laughs> they're making a mark this time. So point here from Cali Cartel in the YouTube chat. Uh, Cooper thought they didn't need more than two goals. Wow, the arrogance. So, yeah, it's a good point that, um, oh, God, I got to do the thing. <laughs> no one says you have I to. I like the thing. He's here. Oh, is it not going to work? Oh, no, my, my soundboard's already dead. <laughs> so. Sorry. You know, no, no theme song for you. Welcome, Darty. <laughs> Solo. <laughs> okay, so um, I don't know if you guys were listening to any other shows around Toronto this week, whether it be Dangles or Overdrive or Merrick and uh, Friedman, but a lot of people were talking about John Tavares. Everybody's been saying how he needs to show up. It's 91 against 91. The uh, aging you know, star centers that uh, really need to be the deciding factor in this series. And he just he hasn't been scoring, but has been doing all of the John Tavares things right. So I think it's been just a matter of time before he scored. And finally, tonight on the power play, he does. And he sets up Riley for a beautiful one. Not only that, but Nylander scores again. So silencing the Tavares haters, the Nylander haters. And what was the other story? Oh, yeah. All the stars need to show up. Oh, Matthews and Marner scored too. And so did Riley. So and Justin Hall, he this didn't was score, but there was checking, there. checking all the boxes <laughs> of things that needed to happen in this off season or uh, this postseason for everything to work. And ta-da, they win. I love it. Yeah, this was the game to show up or just get out. You know, the we want JT to obviously shine on the score sheet as well, and the other things he's been doing is noticeable to those who actually watch the game but others who just look at the scoreboard and see that you know JT is scoreless in x amount of games yeah they're gonna be a little you know fired up and I know Darty, you have some strong opinions about this as well and we all know like JT should be playing up to his value but at the same time it's been a tough series and the only person who's tougher on JT is himself. Don't you think this guy knows that he needs to perform? Like he is super hard on himself and it goes back to my original point. You either win as a team or lose as a team. And tonight, those guys that we needed to shine came through because they realize what's at stake. Oh, yeah. And even the guys that weren't the ones that scored, like you had Blackwell giving absolutely everything. You had Mikheyev and Engvall both just oh, trying to tear through, trying to get anything going in front of the net. They both almost had uh, kind of one-on-one, -on -one, almost breakaway chances. They were, Everybody was just playing their best tonight. It was fantastic. Yeah, really, really good. Darty, did you have something you wanted to say? I don't think I've ever specifically called out Tavares on this show. Maybe, <laughs> um, but uh, you can 
you know, find, I'm sure Marty Zilstra find a, find a quote, you know, of me saying that, but I don't think I've ever specifically called out Tavares. Like I have no problems with him. I just think sometimes um, his playing with the power of friendship is not enough for Leafs fans. We need him to actually, you know, go out there and score. <laughs> no, it's like, he's, he's a great player. There's nothing wrong with that, but we need the intensity. We need the hashtag trademark passion from all of these players. Right. And it's crazy to think about because like, yeah, if you break it down into like, you know what makes this team like these guys don't have to give their blood sweat and tears for us it would be nice but at the same time they really fucking do i'm not saying it wouldn't yeah, be nice but at the same time like they really fucking do because like this is like i'm trying to think of like what like it's remember when I put out the like f- fire Batman, every time I say fire Batman, it's for a specific reason. All right. And it's not just because I actually hate Gary Batman. It's because like, we're, you know, I'm going to bring it back to this cap is fucking us, but this is the Yankees of the, of the national hockey league. And the reason that we're such a fucking joke is because we can't throw our money at people's faces. And it would be amazing if we could. And that's really what's holding us back. It's sad, but true. Right. <laughs> I would love to lose because we could, because we have too much money on our team, like really too much money. Like we've just completely just spent, you know, but it's literally this cap that like Vegas, but we're we're a pretty reasonable team. Surprisingly, like, you know, we have to do what we can to keep players on our team, but we're not like I said, we're not like the Dodgers who, who have lost, you know, obviously they lost during cheating years, but they, they, they lost and they spent their payrolls huge. Right. Like they lose to, they've lost the teams who like where the the Rays have like a payroll of what twenty million dollars right like we're not we're not like that surprisingly the Leafs are a pretty we we are up at the cap but we're a pretty you know reasonable team so to see us keep lose losing every single fucking year to stupid shit like these refs what the hell is this tit for tat bullshit like let the kids fucking play all right. Oh, like yeah. this, just I could go on yeah. and on and on, but the way this league is set up, it's 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 just like it's really throwing in in the face that a team like the Tr- Toronto Maple Leafs does deserve to have a little bit of that extra star power, uh, that extra pizzazz, that extra you know razzmatazz that a team like the fucking Yankees have, right? A team like um the fucking Los Angeles pizzazz Lakers and razzmatazz. Have. That's what I'm saying. Like, we need to be treated. We do need to be treated like the fucking Los Angeles Lakers. The fu- you know there's. I'd rather be a joke, unfortunately, like Manchester United than a joke that the Leafs have been right now. Because, again, the fact that we don't have the ability to be better than we are because of these limitations that fucking Batman has put us under is kind of sad. And that's it. Sorry about that point. Or or the joke like the lightning are or circumventing the cap and then making T-shirts in the playoffs, making fun of it. Like, that's another thing, B. We could have done that and we didn't. All right. And we're always the constant joke in this league. Like people are people are talking right now on Twitter and stuff like, oh, these Leafs fans, you're not believing enough. Of course, we don't believe in our fucking team because we've seen a, a miserable losses time and time and time and time again. All right. it's I can't be upset with Leafs fans who shut off the game after the first period. It was dog shit. That was I was miserable to watch. All right. And I, I'm proud of all you Leafs fans who stuck it out, believed the entire time. But <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but it's, it's you know, anybody who's a Leafs fan, just purely, just absolute, like all in their heart, like, I love this team. They can do nothing wrong. Like, I will send Cutco salesmen to your house because clearly you'll buy anything. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I underestimated how hard it would be to spell pizzazz and razzmatazz as I tried to change the name of the video. We have I been screwed so many times. I love the passion. Like I love times. the Leafs, but you can't you can't fault Leafs fans that shut the game off after after the first period. We've seen it before, all right. It's like it's like your boyfriend cheating I mean, on you, you know, like and then c- trying to come back to you. It's like we've seen this shit before. It sucks. 
Yeah. To my earlier point, though, I feel like they started to come back before the first period was over. Like, they scored early on in the second because of the momentum that they ended the first period with. Like, they could have easily had a goal to end the first, but Vasilevsky was just... I mean, he like I said, they were blocking a lot of shots in front of him, and the, he made those four saves that he had to. Um, I, I think they started off rough. Like I said, I went through all the motions in the first 10 minutes of like, oh my God, this is, this is it. We're done. <laughs> but... Uh, but look, they they were able to regroup quicker than they normally do. Like it was the middle of the period or close to it when they were able to to turn things around. And I think that says a lot about the growth of this team. Uh, so my next question, because we've taken a long time and not really broken down individual things, which was your favorite goal? And I'll start with you, Steph. Oh, um, hmm, this is really tough. This is a really tough question. Um. I'm very happy about JT obviously scoring his first of the series. It was really needed. And also I'm glad William Nylander activated, right? Like we need him to be consistent every single game. And I know people out there after tonight are saying, you know, whoever shits on Nylander, you don't know anything, but come on guys. We watch every single game. He's not at a hundred percent every night. We've talked about it all season long but this is just my yeah. opinion you can hate on me later but back- no i agree i'm tired of this this back and forth every time he has a good game it's oh everybody's got to stop hating on him and then he has six bad games in a row and the same people drag him through the mud and then he scores two goals and everyone's like yeah. oh yeah see he's the best <laughs> like no you can never say anything bad about him yeah even he says bad things about his own game like he yeah. himself said he was playing like shit like <laughs> It's right there. But, but nobody enjoys and that's why watching. I said, Sorry. Go ahead, Steph. Oh, that's why I said earlier, you know, a month ago or so, where I felt kind of uncomfortable slandering Nylander because of how he started in the beginning of the year. He was super, super hot, and then he cooled off, and then he got back on again. And, you know, just back to your question, Johnny, I have to give it to Austin Matthews because he was the one with the game-winning goal. And on that play, I'm just so glad Marner did not pass it. He took the fucking shot, which created the rebound for Matthews, who had a wide-open cage. If he were to pass it, that would have easily gotten blocked. Tonight, there were a shit ton of blocks all across the board on both ends. You know, no straight shot was going through. It had to fool Vasilevsky one way or another. So, yeah, Poppy all night long. If if you watch, sorry, Darty, if you watch that goal, though, with Cernak going down the way he did and, and at the time that he did, that was Marner's only chance. And Marner looked at the net and looked at where Matthews was coming in, and he purposefully shot for that pad for a rebound. He could have easily tried to beat him upstairs and and try to get the goal himself, but he knew that Matthews was there, and that was pretty much as close to a sure thing as you could get for a goal. Smart. Dirty? I was going to say one. And uh, also, can can we call, real quick, can we call any hating of Nylander Nieslander? Anyway, go on. Yes. No more Eastlander, all right? No, one, you never have to yeah. apologize for uh, taking up my airtime because the longer I speak, the more chances are this show goes off the art, off the air. <laughs> and two, <laughs> two, um, it's what I was actually kind of saying uh, a couple episodes ago about putting the puck on the numbers, right? Like at the end of the day, we've learned, um, one, you can't really, it's hard to fool Vasilevsky, all right? 
So you're going to have to take the fucking shot, which they like it drives me and I'm sure it drives all of Leafs Nation Furious that these kids love to play patty cake. Stop. Fuck. If you have the shot, take the fucking shot. All right. Especially because just like our good pal Wayne Gretzky slash Michael Scott once said. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And William Nylander misses almost that, fucking 70% of them so because good. he whiffs so fucking much. So you might as well take the fucking shot, boys. All right? Especially Marner. Because look. I'm going to have to put an explicit tag on this episode. You just got to beep him out. Where's the... Johnny doesn't want to have to sit <laughs> through the episode have one of those and listen to it and beat me, though. Because we're already going to be late by the time this finishes. Late, late night. Get out of here. David Garvin doesn't like my knee slander. He says that's a war crime. It's a war crime. <laughs> um, but no, you just, you gotta, you gotta put so the pucks just, on Vasilevsky. Like at some point he is going to, you know, he, he need, he's the kind of goaltender. It looks like that he needs, you know, the more pucks you put on him, the more nervous he gets. If you play, yeah. if you play in front of uh, him, yeah, he's gonna, just, you know, he's gonna play savvy, but you need to start just peppering the guy. It's just, true. you might catch a rebound. Just from our YouTube chat here, uh, Sky Blue's favorite was Matthews, and so was David Garvin's. Nice. David says, uh, fave goal was AM34. That was a brilliant, deliberate rebound shot by Mitch Marner. I, I think AM34 said, nice pass in the celly. So, yes. agrees with everything we said. He, he My favorite, however, nice <laughs> was Riley's because of the effort by John Tavares behind the net. Just dancing around, holding the... Morgan Riley. You can't see. uh, Beaner's got his... uh, What's it called again? Next Gen. Next Gen. Next Gen, right. The Next Gen Riley jersey on. Looks lovely. I'm jealous. Oh, I should get my Tim Beebs hat for the next episode. I'm going to wear my Tim Beebs hat on the next episode. I'm finally going to open it. I have... Should I? Or should I sell it since it's still sealed? Did we ever oh, even do a we'll Tim Beebs episode? I thought like 50 episodes ago. No! We do a Tim Beebs reveal. <laughs> All right? Here at Leafs Late Night, we just dangle a Tim Beeb in front of you and just never fucking deliver. We tried. We tried. <laughs> the, okay. If you missed that way, episode, Johnny, we tried. I, I agree with you. Got to be Riley's goal from tonight. Just the the passion, the way that the whole team Dreamer. was fooled because every, like, every, <laughs> every Tampa player was looking the other way and Riley was wide he was open. was wide open. And beautiful shot and really dirty. Is it I don't want to shoot anybody in the foot here, but is it really that hard to beat him this series, Vassy? <laughs> David Kampf's done it twice with the same shot. Jake Muzzin's done it twice. <laughs> okay, but he was good every year in the playoffs. This is the only time Jake Muzzin turns on his shot. For some reason. But there were several moments in the game where Vasilevsky was making save after save after save and shutting the door like crazy. Um, Obviously, he's one of the best goaltenders in the world. And we, you know, tonight, it's hard for me to pick my favorite goal. Of course, it's the game winning goal. But every goal was won and scored with tons of effort. Nothing came out of luck. Like, it wasn't a... a funky rebound that ended up on someone's stick and happened to go in or, you know, a tip up here and you couldn't really explain the outcome tonight for the Leafs. It was pure effort. And just like JT on the power play, Morgan Riley intercepting that pass right in front, you know, Nylander going flying down and then Matthews, it's just a hundred percent starting from the second period anyways. And really showed what these guys have they have what it takes right like 
the emotions we had in the first period, we were all like, oh my God, oh my God, what are we going to do if we lose this game? We can't go back to Tampa and then have another loss. Yeah. La, 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 la. Now, look at us now. Winning in regulation. Look at us now. Yeah. Winning in regulation. It's three, two. Not bringing it to OT because when Ryan McDonough scored that goal, I'm sure Leafs Nation once again lost their mm -hmm. breath and couldn't control themselves, right? We were down 2 nothing. Like, Everybody has an excuse to be upset about that. We started the game down 2 nothing. all right? It's not like we didn't see this before, right? Like, this is... We've seen these collapses. Like, of course, so you can't blame anybody's heart for stopping. Like, if anybody had... Is any, if anybody's at, like, St. Michael's Hospital right now, you know, dealing with a heart condition, I don't blame them. It was 2 no They started the game down 2 nothing. all right? Like... <laughs> At the same time, you're against Tampa, and it's Steven Stamkos and Victor Hedman. It's not like you gave up a goal to, like, Patrick Maroon off of a fluke thing. Like, it, it was really good goal scorers that managed to set up decent plays off of mistakes the Leafs made. So, I mean, yeah, they made mistakes, and they went down 2 nothing. It sucks. I just don't... I'm trying not to get too low on how they were playing because they managed to turn it around and adjust so quickly, and adjusting is something they've had a problem with, so... It's I'm trying to give credit where credit is due. But we're talking about Andre Vasilevsky, right? And we're saying, oh, it's, you know, it's not so difficult to score on him. But that's the thing. It's like, it is difficult. Have a good night, David Garvin, <laughs> who is signing off. Thank you for joining us on, on Top we Chat. We love you. you. Sorry. It's just, it's just, it's, mm -hmm. um, the thing is, of course, we can score on him. But when we start the game behind two goals, it's not easy. He's not necessarily a sieve. Yes, we have done it. But the thing is, it's like, you know, you have only so much time to, you know, beat this guy who is one of the best goaltenders in the league. And if they're better than you, that game, their offense, you're fucked. We've seen this, right? Every game we've lost so far, their offense came out gunning. And unfortunately, as many pucks as we could put on Vasilevsky, it was too little too late, right? Because we're not, besides mm -hmm. that one game where he blew them out 5 nothing. you know, we're not coming out here doing anything crazy. You know, we're not having an explosive offense, right? Like, there's been explosions, but... It's just when they're gunning, we have to make sure that we're not putting ourselves, you know, vulnerable either, right? Because it's not eat. We can't just get, you know, it's we can't bank on getting three goals mm -hmm. in a row on Vasilevsky. We can't. It would be nice. It would, I would love it in a perfect world, but we just can't bank on that, right? So we have we do have to keep, you know, keep the pressure, keep the hustle, keep the effort. <laughs> I think something uh, we can bank on, though, just what happened in the second period anyways, no penalties for the Leafs. And this really woo. helped to the momentum. And then in the third period, they only took one penalty and same with Tampa. We finally got a ton of five on five play, which completely turned around this game. The first period, seven penalties alone. You don't have time to fucking breathe. Right. And then you screw up no. on one little thing and, you know, the Leafs were tired as hell. And on that McDonough goal, that was a small error that they happened to capitalize on because the puck just comes out to the slot and McDonough's able to just, you know, come out of nowhere and take that shot. It goes by Campbell. The T Tampas are evil twin. Any little thing we're fucked right <laughs> like it's good yeah. it's good we're overcoming them on the dot and these little things on five on five but you know next game is going to be the hardest game yet it's this is just a just a peek into what's coming in tampa you know in two days so oh yeah they're going to be on their heels and they're not going to go down easy like oh it's going to be the best game of the season
By literally far. the hottest, right? We're going to be out in uh, out in Tampa. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. so we got to go on to Twitter questions because we are about 40 minutes in here. Yeah. Uh, first one here comes from Fadi at Swifter underscore Brax. Can uh, Simmons eat the entire Toronto Sun newspaper tomorrow, record it and play it on Twitter? Yes, please. <laughs> it's a very pulpy <laughs> newspaper. <laughs> Ask him if he likes pulp because like he's a very pulpy kind of guy. <laughs> He, Steve, Steve Simmons seems like a guy who likes a lot of pulp in his orange juice. Um, Justin Hall? Just to be a contrary, you know? Like, if everyone said that, you know, they don't like pulp, he would be like, oh, guys, but pulp, are you guys silly? Pulp in orange juice is the best. Justin Hall, a <laughs> anyway. plus one tonight, an assist, had 227 shorthanded. So, he, you know, he did his job. Three hits. Uh, besides that first goal, you know, the whole team together in the second period just played a whole different game so i'm glad keith kind of stuck it to him and it worked out in their in the leafs favor johnny why are you drinking the worst breakfast juice like come on <laughs> what get out of here <laughs> beaner only He's drinks the steve simmons <laughs> so uh more of a statement this is from pat hurdle at pat hurdle thanks pat hurdle come on tomorrow hurdle. uh that was the most wonderful fuck everyone trashing us comeback performance in a very long time. Maybe this team is different. I think this team is different. And uh, we've just seen the beginning, I hope, <laughs> of their playoff performance. You know what's funny, Johnny? Uh, so, yeah. Just when you said that maybe, it reminded me of a uh, throwback to Kyle Dubas and his uh, his maybe thing. Remember when he, when he like played that, uh, that Chinese farmer... Uh, video about uh, it's the motivational thing it's like oh what are you gonna do with that uh with that cow i don't know maybe <laughs> you guys remember that at <laughs> least gonna no. win? i don't know maybe i don't know maybe <laughs> uh, uh next one here is from maple leaf fan thank you at maple leaf fan in both games two and four when the leafs lost they never quit and added goals in the third tonight they were down and again didn't quit the quit is not the same this year. It is different. This team is different. Is it just my imagination? This is what everybody's saying. It's like, w this is not the same team. This team, I'm just going to tie this into another one we got. That's a question from uh, TML Fan and Van, Marty Zilstra, Austin Matthew, Matthews, Rocket. In the AM34 era, have the Leafs come back from a two-plus goal deficit to win a game and go ahead in a series? No, I don't think so. Like Not... The fact that this team does not give up is insane. It's so much different. Not two plus goals, but uh, game three versus Washington in Matthews' rookie year. We were down two and then came back and won in overtime to take a 2-1 series lead. Thank you, Bean. I love you. How do you store that information? Um, Bobby Gosh, 98. Gosh, Anyone Bobby who Gosh. gets new in or can go fuck Gosh. themselves. That was very Gosh of you, Johnny. Bobby Gosh. I'm, I'm sorry. It's... This is what happens when I take too many games off. I'm just get with it. My mind. I'm nine, sorry, Bobby. Nine. So Bobby Gosh. <laughs> Anyone who doubts Neilander can go fuck themselves there we and go. clear the space in front of Campbell. See, I'm sorry, Bobby. It's sometimes you have to. Maple Leaf Wikipedia Beaner says Lucas Hainsworth. Hey, Lucas, who's in our chat? Uh, oh, at God. Mike the Fanatic. Thanks, Mike. Voice gone, blood pressure gone, but the passion is absolutely in full force. Not a question about the game, just a vibe check with all of you. How are you feeling? Kobe said it best, though. Job's not finished. <laughs> oh, man. 
Uh, Marty also asked, uh, do you have the passion? Of course. Oh, I have the passion. We have and the passion. And speaking of passion, thank you, Sky Blue, for sticking around in the live chat with us up until now. Have a good night. Signing off as well. We love you, Sky Blue. Uh, if you would like to join our, our live chat, you can be a part of it and send us questions during the show like this and be a part of the whole thing. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, next one from Wally. Uh, Wally. Jaroslavsky. Um, I apologize if I got that one wrong. Will the Leafs learn their lesson that they have to skate full time during the whole game to beat the Bolts? Champs are too wise and Leafs are faster, younger. I hope so. Right? Yeah, this is this sounds like a darty point. You want to take this one? Uh, can you can you repeat the question? Will they learn yeah, their you lesson? Tell me the that, language of origin, please. Will the Leafs learn their lesson? <laughs> uh, will the Leafs learn their lesson that they have to skate full time during the whole game to beat? I the fucking Bulls? hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Damn straight. All right, because like, look, everybody's everybody's on their high horse right now. All right, I'm not trying to be a negative Nelly, by the way. All right, but it's like. It's it's like that guy who like borrows money from you and you keep giving him money. He says, "Don't worry, I, I got a I got a scheme going on. I, I'll get I'll spot you that C note. I promise you, I'll pay you back." And it's like you're already a couple hundred bucks deep with me, bud. Like, <laughs> like don't worry, don't worry. I'll buy you Timmy's I'm, tomorrow. I'll I'm buy you Timmy's. Like I got you know get the whole Timbits pack, a little farmy wrap. It's like all right, but you owe me like two hundred bucks. Like the Leafs have screwed us over, Leafs fans. We ha- they have screwed us over in many ways. They've screwed themselves over because it doesn't look good for them. So we have not won yet. The fat lady has not sang. We have to win one game to win it all. Funny thing though, we've been one here before, more. right? And we have been screwed. And I'm not saying that I don't think the Leafs can't do it. I trust me in my in my heart, nothing will make me happier because like. The last time, so when the Raptors on their last game before um, before uh, Kawhi Leonard hit that shot, I didn't watch them hit the shot. I said, fuck it. These guys are not playing well. These guys are probably not going to make it just because, <laughs> like, you know, it's it's a Toronto team. I was like, we're going to get dusted and it's going to be over. And I went to sleep and I woke up early that day, not purposely waking up early. I woke up and when I looked at my phone, all of a sudden, it was blowing up, blowing up. It was a beautiful, sunny day. I was looking at my phone, watching that shot over and over and over. And it was the most exhilarating thing. I was like, oh, my God. They they did it. The Raptors yeah. did it. They did. And it was... The, it, and if we can just... It, it was so beautiful. If we can just channel that. I, and that's what... And that's why... And I feel bad for the Leafs because, because Kawhi Leonard did that because, like, the expectation, expectations have only gone higher for Leafs fans, right? Because we see that happen in our city. Oh, yeah. We know what can happen. We know what it looks like. And we want it so bad. So we've only needed to win one more game. Just one. It doesn't have to be a beautiful game. It doesn't have to be the best game. But you have to win it. You have to get the W. Will they do it? They yeah. have to show that they, they want this badly, right? Like we can't see. Unfortunately, we can't see William Nylander going into the corners and backing off. Like it's sad to say. Like I, I don't want anybody to get hurt. But if you're going to beat Tampa, this team who really has nothing to play for, they don't. Like they've won twice. Like what the hell are they playing for? They really want to go get three. Like like does Corey Perry like yeah. why like, not? Like does Corey Perry really that much of a um a boon to your team that like he's going to take you to the promised lands just because he wants one? I. I doubt that. Like, what are mm. these te- what are these fucking guys playing for? Is it glory? Because like Fat Pat's got three. But they're out there no every team. single night, every single night playing us and pushing us to the effing limit. So obviously 
you know, a team that again, they have not, they they've won, they've won at least majority of the guys on that team have, have won something. So, so we need to show because we've won nothing that we want it more than they do that. Not only do we not want them, it's not just, you want to win, mm-hmm. but you want to make sure that they lose, that they don't get the fucking satisfaction yeah. of making you feel like losers. That's it. Yeah. Is, is Darty our O dog? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I like it though. I think you uh, might be. I, I, oh, I love, it. I love yeah, t- it. Tell me what uh what what heartache heartache medications you use, all right? Because I'm gonna need something <laughs> for later. What strain do you smoke, uh, Marty? <laughs> Listen, we cannot okay, it's possible, but in our, the Leafs' best interest, we cannot bring this to game seven. We only want to face Tampa one more, time. one more time. We don't want to face oh, them yeah, two more times. Why do we want to do this the hard way? And we can't just say, oh, we're going to Tampa, so let's just bank a loss. No, we have the passion, and the passion bring includes believing and not turning off Leaf games when they're down, and also not slandering the Leafs five minutes into the game and saying that they lost the series when literally every other fucking series in the playoffs are at 2-2 besides the sweep. Yeah, but who cares, right? So, this is Leafs Nation, all right? I don't give a shit about any of those other teams. Maybe a little <laughs> bit about Connor McDavid, but fuck those other teams, all right? They can they can all win and lose by 7 nothing and still make the playoffs or still make it to the promised lands. It's this is Leafs Nation, all right? We critique the Leafs, so they better goddamn win. <laughs> That's right! Speaking of, uh, it was one nothing on a Troy Stetcher goal last I checked, but uh, Beaner, what's the score of LA Edmonton? It just got tied 1-1 Zach Cassian. So McDavid kind of dangled and brought quick out to the far right side of the net and brought, then he skated around the back of the net to Cassian out front who tapped it in. Wow. Dang. And Darty, just to touch on it, as silly as it may sound, no NHL team has won three cups in a row since the early 80s. The Lightning want to be that team. Yeah. It's, it's not going it, to happen. It, it sounds like some no. It's it's not going to happen, and it sounds like something silly and minuscule. But to the players on that team, that would definitely be something oh, worth playing for. Well, keep in mind this franchise kind of built from scratch, right? Stamkos was saying when he first came to Tampa, the the stands were empty. They were he, he kind of hated playing in Tampa to begin with, and they brought this franchise from nothing to something to literally a like legacy in a sense uh this core group has done it all and like i don't blame them of course against against the toronto maple leafs out of everyone else you know stamco's home team of course but hey the passion says we're next i don't want to jinx it knock on wood but (laughs) yeah sorry guys i'm i'm uh i'm fired fired up. up John, Fired up, Johnny. If you Sorry. have to move on, you move on. But I, I did have one last thing to point out. <laughs> um, you could, yeah, finish finish it off, Darty. And then we got to. We're move talking on about the passion here, all right? Over. And Darty's a fan of a lot of sports, all right? I'm actually a huge Dodgers fan, and the Dodgers, they're, uh, they're, uh, I guess, what do you call it? Their manager is like basically the head coach kind of thing in in baseball. Their manager is Dave Roberts, all right? And Dave Roberts, uh, a lot of people don't know um, because you know we're we're a hockey thing but dave roberts manager of the dodgers well i didn't know much about him all right but he seemed like a cool guy now i found out about him that he played for a team that kind of suffered a little bit like the leafs did all right so the leafs obviously were on one of the longest droughts in in history right but there's another team all right it's called the curse of the bambino it's the boston red sox 
and it took them forever to break that curse. And if you're if you just follow baseball now, the Red Sox have actually won a lot. That city of Boston has won a lot, all right. But before the Red Sox won in 04, it was you wouldn't it'd be hard pressed to find a win for them. Now Dave Roberts, I wa- I wanted to see how Boston won that that series, how they the Red Sox won that series. And this this man Dave Roberts stole so many fucking bases when it mattered. It it, it was like I, I'm not a Red Sox fan, but watching it, it gave me chills. All right. Because the game after that cup, you know, they keep going on, go on. They ended up going to the promised lands all because this son of a bitch stole so many fucking bases in a game in a game that ended up taking them to the next level. Right. And, you know, I've watched the Dodgers not, and the Dodgers high payroll team. I talked, talked about that earlier in the show here. They got robbed twice. All right. By cheating scandals, whatever you want to say, whatever they got robbed twice and i i always want i always look he had this stoic look on his face every single time and it used to bother me and i i kind of understand now why because like you know it's hard to be a player right it's hard to to deal with tough losses but you also have to just when you're in the moment as a player like sometimes you gotta take that risk right like dave roberts said he could have got caught stealing those bases and it'd be over Right. Because it, it, it wasn't for him to, to take them to the next level on that on those plays. Like if he got if he got caught, they were I think they were like two two outs. Right. Three. Everybody knows three strikes. You're out. Right. Three outs. You're done. So with yeah. the Leafs, they they got robbed like uh, Calgary got robbed of the cup in 04 when Batman rigged the game so that Tampa could win the cup. You're talking about the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. And the, but the thing is the Dodgers ended up making it finally, right? But it took them it took them forever too. But just learning about this 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 chap, it was like, you know what? Think about the Leafs, right? You're going to you're going to have to take some risks. These boys are going to have to bring it back to a point. These boys are going to have to take take some risks. And I don't want anybody to get injured, but at the same at the same time, right? We need only need one game. Please, for the love of God, for all of Leafs nation, just leave it all out there on the ice, all right? <laughs> Please. Please. Please, please, please. Okay, so with our final moments here, we got to wrap up with uh, some interesting news that came out of a couple teams since we've last been on. First of which, Lou Lamorello has relieved Barry Trotz of his head coaching duties of the New York Islanders. Uh, Initial reactions. uh, I think it must be hard to work for somebody like Lou Lamorello. <laughs> I think Barry Trotz is the perfect coach for that team. And I think that they started their season on the road and played fine after that. Like the problems are with the composition of the roster and not with the coaching of said roster. Like Lou handed him a team that is going to have to play turtled and score on the few chances that they get. Barry- and that's what they do. Barry Trotz got handed a team that was essentially a lottery team. His first year with the Islanders, he took them to what? Second round. Third year, took them to the Eastern Conference Final, who they lost to Tampa, who won the cup. Fourth year, took them to the Eastern Conference Final. Who scored with seven people on the ice. Who they lost to Tampa, who won the cup. And then this year, he was given a team who learned how to skate from Dirty and I and (laughs) didn't make the playoffs. And he gets canned. Like, th- there's got to be something else going on behind the scenes, because that kind of track record, it like, the guy's a great coach. He he is. He wasn't given the right team, and I'm just so glad that all those people people on Twitter aren't in charge of the Leafs, because they're all probably still screaming that we should have Lou instead of Dubas as our GM. 
but was he not also fired right after the Capitals won the cup with him? He wasn't fired. He was he a lame duck coach. He he didn't have a contract. And then I my uh, from everything I've heard is he maybe asked for more than the Capitals wanted to pay, and they thought, hey, we just won the cup. We have a team that can win again. We don't need you. We'll find another coach. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I th- well. I think it's I think it's something more. Even like uh, Freach said on his podcast, uh, with this record, how like there has to be something under his skin or something going on because one fifty two oh two thirty four. A lot of that comes from this year being thirty seven, thirty five, and ten. I mean, a thirteen game road trip to start off the year, and then they played fifty games in ninety nine days to end the season you know going to the playoffs losing to the cup champions every time and then in his first year winning the jack adams award as best coach you know like um this year was the first shit year of course before this season everyone had uh the islanders in the playoffs like most definitely so I agree, Bean. I agree with Frege. There's one year left on the contract as well. This guy's third all-time in victories behind Scotty Bowman and Joe Quinville. Like, what's, <laughs> what's got to give, you know? Like, what is it? So where do we think he lands? Like, my radar is pointing towards Detroit or Philly, <laughs> who have just both relieved their head coaches, and that's kind of, I mean, it's in the same... He seems to stick to that eastern seaboard, so... If you talk to half of Twitter or maybe Darty's burner account, it's going to be the Leafs next year. <laughs> Darty is technically a burner account if you think about Only it. Only if they lose, right? Only if they lose, then we get him. But if we win, then Keith is the best coach in the world and Dubas is the best GM ever. <laughs> Sorry, Darty. Um, no, I, I, you know I honestly think I think Detroit, yeah, that, that's a good fit. Um, just because, you know, they've got a young up and coming team and I think he'd be good in that situation as a, like a veteran coach. The other one, and I love this so much, Pierre Maguire, 10 months into his contract is relieved of his duties as whatever the hell Ottawa had him as. Which comes as a surprise to nobody. (laughs) Nobody. This is clear that he was a Eugene Melnick hiring, um, and they were just kind of like, okay, Eugene's gone. Let's. Let's can we get rid of Pierre now, please? Great, thanks. Uh, I it seems like from what I can gather, Pierre McGuire oversold to Eugene how far along this team was and how well they would perform this year, and uh, might have kind of tipped the scales on grabbing a few people. I really hope the Travis Hamonick thing was him because if it wasn't, oh my god, Pierre Dorian, what are you thinking? Uh, this this was doomed from the beginning. Like everyone was laughing when they hired him because he's like one of the most made fun of analysts for his takes. Like I've always disliked everything he says on uh, every intermission. But uh, yeah, surprise to nobody, Pierre Maguire is no longer with the Sens. Will he be back on TV? Probably. This is what his second time outside of TV since, like, what was he, with the Hartford Whalers? <laughs> he, was, he was with the Penguins at one point as well, and yeah. Right, he un- was. Un- unfortunately, we're all going to have to deal with him a little bit more, I believe. Did uh, But the Sens don't, and that's good for them. This is true. Your chapter. 
did did anyone catch um the sens captain speaking of the sens oh at no. the uh, in the stands the games? Yeah. watching yeah in the stands at the flames game watching his brother having two separate t-shirts mocking his brother i missed oh that the, the one in an interview he's he's wearing one that says the rat king and there's a picture of what looks like dobby from harry potter with a, <laughs> a jersey oh on and then when he's sitting in the stands with his dad he has a beer in his hand and he has a shirt that says Matthew Kachuk's friendship tour on it. <laughs> I saw the other photos. So he's going to the game. Yeah, he's there but at the, the game shirt. wearing multiple different shirts for his brother cheering on the flames. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so good. Wow. Honestly, I really hope the Sens are able to put something new together for next year. And uh, I don't know. They've got some good talent there. They've just made some really odd moves. Like I mentioned, Hamannick, and they've still got Zaitsev. Uh, I don't know, man. There's some pieces there that got to go before they can really compete. But I think in a couple of years, oh, I hesitate to say that. Batherson's on the Can- Canadian team for the upcoming Oh, great. Tournament. Good for him. Yeah, he was, first line. He was really good this year. He just got hurt a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but speaking... and I guess the last thing we got to oh, Yo, go ahead. What do you go. got? Well, I was, was just... going to say the last thing we got to talk about is uh, the big, the big news for. Um, I guess the only good news out of a very, 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 very disappointing Montreal Canadiens season. They get Shane Wright. Congratulations, <laughs> guys! You did. You lost. Yay, you were yay. the best at losing. You beat Seattle. You beat Buffalo. You beat. Arizona, you beat who else was down there? Philly, Detroit, you beat everybody to the bottom. Good Philly's for you. Yes, price no. is right. <laughs> Winner, Gagnon. Nobody thought you could do it. Literally, no one thought you could do this, but you you did it against all odds, and we're all proud of you. Merci. Yeah. So uh, St. Louis sticking around. That'll be nice. It seems like he's getting a lot out of these kids. So I think Montreal's got a bright future ahead. Once they can get out from under some very, very interesting contracts. Yeah, I see that happening. Um, I don't know how long Price is going to last. I don't know if he's going to retire anytime soon, but he's done. Ha- yeah. Sorry. It's... Well, we saw it coming. Yeah. Speaking right? of re- speaking of retiring, yes. Patrick Marlowe officially retired today, hanging it up um, yes. after a very frustrating career uh with both san jose and the leafs and then back to san jose hey don't Uh, forget his don't forget his tenure with carolina what he had had some time with carolina apparently when the leafs the the leafs traded him there for the cap relief (laughs) and then oh i didn't know that's where he went (laughs) yeah forgot about that he he never played a game he was there for all of about they had a cheeky post on twitter about it it's like we we thank you for your historic uh (laughs) your historic time in uh in the canes uniform well that was like they mentioned on the broadcast today that um nick paul was part of the jason spezza trade between dallas and and ottawa which is hilarious that now they're playing against each other on tampa and toronto I think years later, the most impressive thing about Marlowe for me, because we know that, you know, he's he's the NHL leader in games played. He passed Gordie Howe back in April 2021 and only missing 31 games throughout his NHL career. But what's even more impressive is that 
In the NHL's existence over 100 years, Patrick Marlowe has played with 37% of all NHL players that have <laughs> ever played in the NHL, either against them or on their team. So more than a third of all players in the NHL, pa- Patrick Marlowe has either faced or yeah played against is it, or with. Isn't that crazy? He also has the most playoff points of any player. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Sidney Crosby is second only to him, I think. Sidney Crosby, who's single-handedly putting the team on his frickin' back, I guess, next to Louis Domingue. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Just absolutely ageless Sid the Kid is carrying them past Igor. Like, I cannot believe the amount of goals they're getting on this Vesna-winning goalie. Like, what the fuck is happening? Stankin'. But all- this is not the series that I like. Our predictions have gone to shit. I think Beaner's the only one who's nailed one so far because he's the well, only he one. He has nailed Colorado one. Yeah, that's to, it. Uh, sweep Nashville. There goes my Tammy points. <laughs> Shesterkin has been solid all year long. I saw this stat pop up. He in the regular season, he's only allowed seven five-hole goals, and in the postseason, he's already let in seven five-hole goals. You heard it from me. I told you they were this frauds. This is the craziest I told out. you. And you know what? Like, what did I say? As much as we like to think that Tony D'Angelo and it's probably 100% true that he's a racist and a piece of shit, it's not like he's oh, not hilarious. paying off dividends for those Canes who won 5-1 today, all right? So, I told you it's because Georgiev had to come in too for the for the Rangers, the one who fucking you know Douche Angelo had a problem with. It's like I'm sorry, and at the end of the day, I take the the hard hitting piece of shit defenseman over two stinky goaltenders because like mm-hmm. those guys are not paying off dividends for that Rags team who's gonna they're really gonna have like I know a lot of Rags fans and I'm sure they hate me for saying this, but I told you so. It's like the Rangers were frauds. <laughs> They're not, they, <laughs> they were not good. And uh, unfortunately, well, um, I think I feel bad for the Capitals because I do see Florida coming back. I think that they will eventually press on and, uh, you know, for Ovi's sake. Yeah, right? so just a quick update. Capitals and Panthers are tied at two. Stars and Flames are tied at two. Those, I think, two things that nobody expected. Pittsburgh has a chance tomorrow to uh, beat the Rangers four games to one, which is crazy. And uh, Carolina's got a 3-2 lead over Boston. Also, just update to tonight's games, Blues and Wild are tied at two, and the Kings have taken the lead 2-1 to one over the Oilers. Womp, womp, and that's womp. both those series are tied at two. So, like, everything is so dead even, except for the one that's not. And then Pittsburgh and the Rangers, which doesn't even make sense. So. Congrats so- to Nazem Kadri for making it to the second round without getting suspended. Oh Yay. yeah, good Hooray. for him. Hooray. So it's a good thing they only played four games. Yeah. <laughs> Being um, at a point there where Johnny, you there? Just uh j- just a heads up, all time playoff points. It's actually Gretz, Messier, Curry, Anderson, Yager, then Crosby. Sorry, yeah. The okay, so the stat that I heard it was since nineteen ninety seven. Oh Marlowe gotcha. has the most. Oh okay. yeah. yeah. That makes I, sense. I correct myself there. Sorry. Yeah. And so since we're modern-ish era. Since we're doing a You Blew It segment here, I guess. I, uh, M- Marty pointed out that I messed up when we were talking last episode. I had mentioned that Simmons was up for the Masterton Trophy when he is actually up for the King Clancy Trophy. So ah. that is entirely on me. What's the King Clancy for again? 
Um, that's the community Dedication. involvement, I believe. Yeah. Oh, good for him. In other, I was gonna say if it's like sportsmanship, then that's a yeah. fucking joke. <laughs> Just want to let you guys know, uh, another Leafs legend has also retired last week. Roman Polak announced his oh, no retirement way. after two years with che- Czechia uh, with the HC Vitovice. Uh, Anyways, he played eight, nice. 806 <laughs> NHL games, 240 with the Leafs, 71 playoff games. This stuck out to me because I processed him at the airport and may have given him his work permit back in the day. So, yes. Nice. Congrats. Roman, Pol- Roman Polak. He's one of yeah. the first Leafs I ever felt truly had the passion, all right? Because once I'm pretty sure someone like hit our tendy or something and he came out there and just decked somebody. Like he he just like he grabbed them like like you know like Sam from Lord of the Rings going after Shelob. I'm not kidding. He That's how he looked. Passion. He had the passion, all right? It was one of the only few Leafs out there that I thought, man, this guy actually is fighting. Mr. Frodo! <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, I would do our outro thing, but it's not going to work anyway. So, um, I have anything a, to close us off tonight? I have a better way to end us out. Yes. Let's, oh, yeah. uh, let, let's turn over to the game-winning goal to the one and only Hall of Famer, Joe Bowen. Yes. Oh, take us out, Joe. Touch them all, Joe. Ah, and I pressed the wrong button. Hang on a sec. <laughs> <laughs> Beat oh, Take us out, Joe. Again. For Marner with Matthews. Marner closes, shot, scores! Yes, yes, yes! Number 34 is on the board, and the Leafs on the lead again! What a call. Oh. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast. Available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more.